0: Shore Sports presented by the Preston Automotive Group. My goodness been so long. I don't know. Episode 92, 93. It, it, it has been. Mark, I haven't seen you since early
1: November. It's been it's, long it's, long. it's seriously, I haven't seen you that long. It's been I mean, I, you've been coaching St. Michael's girls basketball, and you have had a lot going on. We've had the holidays and, and I've had a fair amount going on as well. And um, you know, we didn't plan it that way. We planned to be back earlier, but that's just the way it turned out. But yeah, you know, we're still good. It's early February, so
0: it is, and this first segment sponsored by the Edge Training Academy where passion meets performance located in Stevensville. 112 Log Canoe Circle in the Chesapeake Bay Business Park. You can train here, play there, and give there. More info at theedge360.net. Get your tickets now for the gala and awards night that's coming up on March 9th. Tickets are on sale through middle February. So uh, go ahead and get those. It's being held at the Kent Island Resort. Uh, I'm seeing that event. Looking forward to it. It's a great night. Uh, live band, uh, drinks, food. The food's incredible. And uh, it's all for a great cause with Giving the Edge Foundation. So... Uh, My uh, gosh, we've got uh, a little bit to catch up on. A little. (laughs) So We are in the midst of a uh, high school basketball season that's uh, heading down the stretch. We've got a couple of weeks left in the regular season as we record this Um, and the uh, uh, all of the Uh, Bayside positioning is still up for grabs on that. More on that coming up here uh, momentarily. But uh, let's turn our attention to what we know best, and that's uh, high school football Mm -hmm. here on the Bayside. Yeah. And, of course, Decatur going and winning the state championship. Uh, for those that have been in a cave or what have you, um, they just had their big rare, uh, ring ceremony on Sunday night.
1: They did at uh, Secrets, and uh, they raised money so that everybody in the program, players, staff, could get rings. And I did mean, you they, get a ring? Something No, I did not oh, get a okay. ring. I wasn't. I wasn't a part of that. I mean, I was. I was very honored to be asked to. Well, I I, I I was very honored to be asked to, to help out with the color commentary of the state semifinal game on the YouTube channel. That was about the extent of it. Okay. Right. Well, so, I, I didn't know, yeah. you
0: know, if they, if they hooked you up. I mean, yeah, you, no. you and Coleman are pretty tight. No. You know? I mean, I didn't get an invite to the ring ceremony. So I didn't get an invite either. Okay. So, or or yeah. I didn't get an invite to go and, you know, help out with the commentary either. So... But you know, uh,
1: it is what it is. I think you had basketball anyway, or <laughs> stuff probably, going man. on. It was I Thanksgiving. Probably. It was Thanksgiving weekend, right? Yeah. yeah, it was the day. It was Black Friday. It was yeah. the day after Thanksgiving with that. And uh, yeah, well, I was going to be at the game anyway, covering right. it for Overtime right. Live, and I'm it just turns teasing. out, yeah. yeah. No, I, I got to tell you that the folks there were, were nothing but great uh, in uh, up in the booth. And of course, David Dotson heads all that up. But uh, I really uh, had a great time with that. And of course, again, that was the state semifinal. They win that one, and in one of the more exciting high school football games and then coach ferragamo and i met up we had some dinner and uh, went and uh, covered the game at the naval uh, academy or at navy marine corps memorial stadium just up the road from the naval academy and and uh, what a tight game that ended up being and decatur pulled it out against huntingtown and you know some of the big calls in that game one of which would have given decatur another score that wouldn't have been maybe as nail-biting at the end Later on, uh, Coach Coleman said that, yeah, the the ref said, yeah, we got two of these – Calls wrong. They, yeah. they were or the state acknowledged that the refs got it wrong, um, but uh, that's huge, Mark. I mean, going back, what first championship for the Shore since '96? Um, you know, Coleman was on the '95-'96 Cambridge teams that won back to back, and that's the last time a Shore team had won uh, a football title. A couple teams had been there. I think Snow Hill in 05 and Queen Anne's that we did in 09 uh, uh, yeah. against Eastern Tech. But that that had been it. So it's uh, that's huge and uh, continues to bring some positive attention to the Bayside Conference.
0: It sure does. And, uh, of course, now we're we're entering the spring. Uh, Teams are getting ready for the upcoming football season. Uh, They'll start August 14th. Uh, but they're in the weight room now. And,
1: they are. And, and doing some running, from what I can see, with yeah. some, some videos as well. For those that aren't playing winter sports, and I know that there are a lot of football players, though, that are playing basketball as one of the winter sports and you know some really phenomenal athletes that make that transition. And look, I know you love basketball. I'll be the first one to say, as much as I love football, to me, the best athletes, at least among the top three or four sports, it's basketball. I mean, yeah. to see what they do on the court, it's just, it's it's something.
0: Yeah it, yeah, it is. And, of course, indoor track and field, you know, I tell my athletes uh, all the time, you know, be involved in a sport every year. It's only going to make you better. Yeah. You use different muscle groups for every different sport. Good college coaches will tell you be involved in multi-sports when you're in high school uh, because it makes you a better student athlete.
1: Yeah, well, I agree with you. I think the good coaches push having you play multiple sports we saw though for a while where it was no you just have to focus on that sport but the coaches that get it to me don't preclude people from being able to play multiple sports
0: yeah absolutely and uh, so yeah the in fact the state this year remember last year they allowed teams to have a two-week camp yeah, and, we, talk, we talked. We talked about that summer. a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this year the state, I guess they must people must have taken advantage of it because uh, the state has mandated this year the two week period. You have to do it between July fifteenth and July twenty seventh. So that's going to be the camp um, for the uh, you know. No, when the you Euro-season say t- camp,
1: when you say take advantage of it, but well, it, maybe
0: maybe they spread it out throughout the course of the summer.
1: Yeah, why? But I, I mean, they yeah. were allowed to do that as long as they didn't exceed the number of days allowed. Yes or yeah. yes or no? Yeah. Yes, I believe
0: yeah. so. But yeah. the state is going to mandate now, saying you have to do it July fifteenth through the twenty seventh. Which is a
1: problem because when you've got camp starting a week or two after that, uh, that interferes with a lot of vacations. Does it?
0: The season will now start on the fourteenth of of uh, August. So they kind of. You mean and, summer camp starts? No, the the actual, you know, preseason, football preseason, getting ready for the season is going to start on August 14th this year. Okay, compared to. To where it was like, uh, I think August 8th or 9th last year. Right. So it's a week later. Yeah. So in okay. essence, we're going to have two weeks off. So, like, I have a vacation planned, um, you know, because I'll do camp with Easton and in the, the football team. Minus a few days for the Delaware State Fair concerts, I'm going to. Um, But, uh, you know, I'm going to take a vacation before the season starts, but in between camp and the start of the season. So you just kind of got to be flexible and make that happen. And let's face it, varsity high school football coaches, they don't care about your vacations and stuff. They're going to set their schedules and this is what's going to happen.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. no, that's (laughs) that's true. But the fact that the state gave you flexibility with when you could have that as compared to what you're saying now – I mean, to me, that's very unfortunate with that.
0: It'll be interesting to see if it affects attendance because of said family vacations I think, and such. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, well, I, I would think it would, but ultimately, yeah, the programs will adjust and say, yeah, you're, <clears throat> you need to be there.
0: Yeah, but but some teams, <laughs> if you remember last year and talking with coaches from the Bayside, some teams did not take advantage of... Yeah,
1: Decatur, the two, Decatur, the Decatur didn't. Yeah, they Decatur didn't. gave their
0: kids off and they yeah. had their weight training and they did what they did. Um, And so, you know, it'll be interesting to see how it flows this year. But the other problem that I see with all this is every sport year long, okay? whether it's a fall, winter or spring sport, is allowed to have that camp. So all these teams are going to have a camp July 15th through the 27th. So it's going to, you know, really, I guess, break the kids up and uh, they've got to choose what camp they're going to go to. So it's going to be tough to do all of it. If you're playing three sports, it's tough to do three different sport camps in a two-week period.
1: What, uh, okay, so like basketball's included in that? Yes. See, now, why why wouldn't it be based on the seasons? Yeah. Why yeah. wouldn't they do something like that for the winter sports, say, in, what, October, I guess it would be? Yeah. And yeah. I, that, See, that... Uh, That doesn't seem to be very, uh, yeah, that doesn't seem to be very well thought out.
0: Well, because once you get into the, once school starts, you can't hold a camp out of season. Meaning- well, if the
1: state says you can, I mean, but you know, we're yeah. we're not making. If the state says you can, then you can. You yeah. Know?
0: Well, unfortunately, they're not saying you can. You know. No, I,
1: no, I understand. No, I understand what you're saying yeah. there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that doesn't seem well thought out because you're right. How, how does a kid choose what he, uh, what he he or she's going to do with that? That's right. uh, that's yeah, that's unfortunate. And so, Mark, I guess the question then is, you talked about that period about camp, but then. The summer camp, the summer practices, as we talk about them, mm-hmm. August 14th. So that gets pushed back a week. So does that mean there's less summer camp because the week, the month before you've got the, the two weeks that you can do?
0: No, you'll still have your... Is it the
1: same number of practice days? Yeah, and you'll all?
0: still have your same number of practice days and all that. So before but you how does that work out contest, since you're
1: starting a week later, though? The season
0: moves back a
1: little bit well the first, okay so the first game is
0: uh i'll have to look I'll, so I'll get it's that.
1: the first game is not till i think labor day is the first or second of september right. so you're talking about the first game not being until maybe the seventh uh
0: yeah seven well, you know let me let okay. me look that up while we're yeah, i, while I we're haven't effing. and this is
1: the first that i've looked at, at schedules or anything for uh for next season um
0: Yeah, it'll be, you know, we'll see how it works out. But let's, uh, I'm going to that right now as we continue to talk about the high schools. Why don't we take a quick time out? When we come back, we'll talk about the, well, your upcoming schedules for 2024. Yeah, I know it's a little early. Get amazing truck deals at Preston Ford's President's Day sales event. Get 1.9% APR financing for
1: 72 months on Ford's best-selling truck, the 2023 Ford F-150. Every gas-powered vehicle
0: comes with a for life engine guarantee. View our entire selection of F-150s online at PrestonFord.com. Located on the corners of routes 318 and 331. Our doors are open Monday through Friday from 830 until 8 p.m. And Saturdays from 830 until 6 p.m. Get the truck of your dreams at the President's
1: Day sales event going on right now at Preston Ford. Cars cost less in Preston.
0: Welcome back. Time out with Shore Sports presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Mark Potter, Mike Bradley, alongside. And the uh, first football games for 2024 is going to be September 6th. 6th. Okay. September 6th. Friday night, September 6th. Okay. And uh, Mm. week, week one. Uh, you're going to have uh, Northeast at Easton, a recap, you know, rematch from last year. Yeah, I was
1: going to say, you might yeah. as well go through those first week yeah. matchups. Yeah. Uh,
0: Polytech will be at J.M. Bennett. You have Cambridge South Dorchester at North Carolina to open the season. Okay. Yeah, uh, You've got Queen Anne's at Decatur
1: again. So these are all matchups from, from last, year, last year, only yeah. you're flipping where yeah. the home, home team, away. home yeah. and away. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, you have Y High and Linganore and Washington at Colonel. And Kent County at Bow Manor. And Annapolis Area Christian School will be at Snow Hill. At Snow Hill. Hill, right, right, right. And uh, Parkside is going to be at Kent Island. So okay. there are your week one matchups. Uh,
1: so. I thought why high at Coach, Coach McBurto. I thought he had said that, uh, yeah, we're not doing that again. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess they, yeah, you're right. That was a two-year deal that Coach Taylor uh, put together with Linganore. So they're going to have to uh, – Head out to Frederick uh, for that game. Okay. I, so I guess those dates aren't that far off last year, but maybe by a couple of days. I'm trying to remember when last year started. Um, well, we started, on, we
0: started on the 9th, and the first game was, it was like the 2nd or whatever, because yeah, okay. uh, it was mm-hmm. the Friday just before Labor Day. Yeah.
1: It just seems to me if you're a week difference there, uh, but I, I guess that would make up for the, if you're starting on the 6th, then that's I guess that makes up for the five days um from yeah. last year from yeah. last year's schedule. Yeah. yeah. Well anyway, um, uh, I mean the the big news though is that they've set the dates of the camp. So it's not now it's not flexible and that's that's unfortunate.
0: Yeah. But, so. so and that's the way that worked out but uh, you know what it, it is what it is. You got to be uh, you got to continue to be flexible uh, because rules constantly change and Yeah, trying to make it an even playing field. I was just going
1: to say though, you said, but you know, maybe teams or it seems like teams took advantage of it. But it's one thing if they exceeded the amount of time they could use. But why would that make the state say okay? we 're going to mandate what dates you use the, the two don 't correlate because if you 're looking to stop teams from practicing more than they should with that mini camp or OTA if you will, um, you know they could still go a week or two after if they 're breaking the rules right into summer camp like it just doesn 't to me that that change doesn 't prevent teams from doing it. they have to be policed you know in a different way i don 't know it just doesn 't make I, sense. To
0: me. I will try and get an athletic director to be on the air with us in the next couple of weeks to see if they can tell us what the state told them. Yeah, as the Um, explanation, exactly. I I lost my my one athletic director, you know, contact uh, when he turned around and became principal at Ken Island High School. Understood. Understood. Yeah, so I don't know that Dan's out of touch with that stuff, but uh, he's not as involved with the athletic side like he was. But uh, I'll reach out to a couple athletic directors and see if they're willing to come on. Yeah.
1: Well, I guess that leads us into the other big story from the offseason so far.
0: Yeah, so this segment sponsored by Midshore Exteriors handling your roofing, siding, and gutter needs across the shore. Every detail matters. So let the Master Elite GF certified and shingle master roofers take care of your home and business today. More info at midshoreexteriors.com It's a story that uh, that you broke um, that nobody really knew about and it wasn't intended for public consumption uh well, it was out i mean i it was out there though yeah, if you it was put on the Ken Island football page, which I was removed from that page <laughs> the moment Sofanowski took over right um, because of my affiliation with Easton High School Right. Um, you however, were still a part of it right
1: uh, but I, when you put that out there, I guess it 's a private public group, if you will i didn 't even think about it in those terms. It was out there and, I mean, look, but it, it was going to <laughs> – once you put it out there like that, I mean, somebody among that group was going to say something anyway. So I, I didn't hope I didn't violate anybody's trust or anything. That's not what I was looking to do. I just saw it out there. I didn't think twice that, oh, well, you shouldn't actually put that on Overtime Live. Uh, look, it's going to get out. I mean, right, you're not, right. you know, it's, you're not well, keeping it secret. Well, what it is. Well, Ken Island head coach Damian, or uh, excuse me, Ken Island head coach Brian Sofanowski uh, stepped down uh, yeah. for being head coach. He said that uh, with his new job that he could not um, coach the football team, that uh, just schedule-wise it wouldn't work out. And, that came as a big surprise to me because going through, we know Sofanowski stepped down, I think at the end of the 14 season it was. Mm-hmm. And then Damian Farragamo on his staff, Coach Farragamo, of course, is now a part of Overtime Live. Uh, he picked right up where Sofanowski left off, had a very successful run, did a heck of a job. And his last year, you know, lost to the eventual 2A champions in Douglas and Prince George's County, uh, did a great job. And then he retired. And so Fanowski, who had been an assistant in different parts of the Ferragamo era, um, took took back up and uh, you know, became the head coach again. And We interviewed on him, uh, took the job. He's only he was only there two seasons, and I thought that while yeah he probably didn't have a whole lot longer to go, I thought he'd be there for say a four year stint, Mark, right, and, and, and then start to put the plans in place. And I'm not saying he wasn't already start to to put the plans in place for a successor type program uh, so that the program could continue its winning ways and hopefully there would be a seamless transition much in the same way that James McCormick tried to do it in North Carolina and that certainly paid off this past season with the, at least a regular season that they had.
0: So it is uh, my understanding and we, we've not been able to catch up with Coach Sofonowski we will continue to try and get him on the air with us because we'd like to have a, another conversation with him uh, on the podcast but in in what I'm hearing and talking with uh, the athletic director at Kent Island. Um, he was retiring. And uh, he retired in the middle of the school year. It was an opportunity presented to him. At the end
1: of December, yeah. yeah
0: and it was an opportunity. He's been at it a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the opportunity presented to him for him to be able to do that. And he was looking to still stay involved with the school system. Um, and uh, it just, he, I don't think that they had what he was looking for.
1: Yeah, so, and my, my understanding is, without you know, saying too much and trying to respect privacy, that he wanted more flexibility w- with the job, whatever that may be, hours, what have you, other factors I'm sure as well, and they couldn't match it together, Yeah, and he took another job. So
0: he's in Anne Arundel County, right. and As basically a substitute teacher. And, Which uh,
1: there's a dire need for because yeah. there's a shortage of not just teachers but then you could imagine substitute right. teachers. Yeah.
0: And it, it being over there does not allow him to be a coach here on the shore because it's very difficult, especially if he's having to do the younger classes, you know, the younger grades and what have you. Um, the flexibility isn't there for him to be able to coach here on the shore.
1: Right. And you never know with Bay Bridge traffic or an accident that can be shut down, you can't get there. Right. There's all of that. Now, by the rules if he could have worked it out, sure. he would have been allowed to still, you know, coach coach right. there because Coach Ferragamo, Ferragamo was at Old Mill, for years. and yeah. right, he did that for years. So it's not, you know, it's not that scenario. But I just, I didn't see, I didn't see that coming. And I understand ultimately, and certainly, he's put in so much time and effort and years into the program prior to him coming back to be head coach in a two year stint. So you know, he he's put in the time and earned it. I just, I didn't expect it this early, and I understand though ultimately you have to do what you have to do is best for you, uh, in his case, for his wife as well, um, who's at Queen Anne's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, yeah, I didn't see it coming. I think the biggest thing, and I had a conversation with uh, one of the assistant coaches in the Bayside about that news, is just that from a overall Bayside competitive standpoint, you really hope that Ken Island is able to, however it goes, maintain their level of excellence because – if Ken Island were to drop or languish somehow, some way because of this, then that makes the conference weaker as a whole, and that doesn't help anybody out. Um, so that's the thing that, you know, from a selfish Bayside Conference standpoint, you really hope that however it goes, Ken Island's able to maintain their standard of uh, of excellence in, uh, in Stevensville.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting. In talking with the athletic director, uh, they've talked to a couple of in-house folks, folks that were a part of the staff, um, and they have received a lot of interest uh, in that head coaching position there at Kent Island High School, not necessarily from in-house, but out-of-house. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see how how things develop. And, uh, you know, she's put in a position there, the athletic director is, of trying to figure out who they're going to hire um, with this interview process. And that's a big hire for her. It
1: is. That, that's a huge hire for her. And... Not that I'm surprised that there are a lot of candidates, but Coach Ferragamo and I were talking about this. It's increasingly more difficult to find coaches. And you could speak to this as well. There are some jobs, surprisingly, where there are very few applications put in. And so you know, that, that's the concern, that if you don't have a healthy pool of candidates, you may end up settling on a candidate that is not what you're looking for, not ideal, but you don't necessarily have a choice. Uh, so it's good to see that there's a healthy number interested. Now, the other question begs itself, Mark, uh, what possible assistant coaches, whether they be coordinators or position coaches, around the Bayside at other schools may have put in for that job, and maybe even one right down the street from that. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, you just you don't know. Yeah, um, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how all that plays out and we'll keep an eye on it of course next segment sponsored by Perretten Therapy Associates located at 460 Main Street in Stevensville let Rick Perrette and the staff get you back to feeling new again accepting most insurance policies so step away from the pain by calling Perretten Therapy Associates 410-604-2982 you know being a coach at the high school level is a thankless job it, it really is um, the long hours that you put in you don't you don't coach for the money for sure. I mean, Queen Anne's is the highest paid county coaching wise uh, on the midshore. Decatur, okay. you know, the Worcester County, you know, down south or you know, down south is the you know higher paid. Um, you know, on the bayside, I think uh, in the conference, um, I think they pay their coaches more than anybody else. Queen Anne's would probably come in second. And then after that, it's a free for all. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't coach for the money, um, you know. And you can ask, well, why? Why did a coach get out of it? And you know, gosh, you could go. You could say that they got out of it because of parents. You could, you know, could be a lack of cooperation from the schools. Yeah, like lack, a support, a yeah. lack of support. A lack of a lack of cooperation from the student athletes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just so many reasons as to why people get out of coaching. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a job that, honestly, the coaches should be commended because uh, they do take a lot of time. And it's very difficult now to find teachers that will continue to be coaches as well. Um, a lot of times when the bell rings, teachers roll roll right on out of the class because it's
1: stressful enough for them in the classroom because it's a challenging job and you're dealing with kids from a lot of different backgrounds and issues and so on and so forth so you can understand that why would you add that much more to your plate when you have enough between 8 a.m and 3 p.m i i I get that
0: and and you've got you've got some principals that just don't deal in accountability you know and school systems that You know, I mean, times have changed, you know, where, you know, you you can't, you know, it's no longer the kid's fault. You know, you have parents, you know, that it's it's the teacher's fault. Mm -hmm. The teacher's not respecting my child. You know, the teacher doesn't love my child. Well, you know what? I. Maybe that might be the case in some maybe situations. Maybe they're not so lovable. <laughs> but but exactly. You know, yeah. May, yeah. maybe if you do a better job raising the child at home, they wouldn't have problems. But yeah. we could go down a whole new rabbit what, hole with that one.
1: Right. But but it does speak to from the athletic end though. That can spill over into sports. Now, I think the better programs, they certainly have kids that they're not just there to put on a uniform because there's a lot of time and effort that goes into making the team. So the, the coaches have players that want to be there for the most part and are committed to doing what it takes. Now, I'm not saying that's every last player on a roster, but I think that, especially with the better programs, that's a majority of the kids there. So th- there is a a leg up for the coaches in that aspect, but still, it's a lot to undertake. Whether you're the head coach or an assistant coach, assistant coaches have a lot of responsibilities, or can as well. So you get it why uh, teachers are, even if they want to, they're reluctant to, to become coaches or just don't because there's enough in the school day that they have uh, within within their classroom. And you know, it, it again goes back to those environments and schools that are uh, conducive to being successful. And that parlays itself into coaches or teachers that that can coach. Right. Because it's it's a positive experience during the day, not necessarily a negative one half the time.
0: Absolutely. When we come back, talking high school basketball.
1: If someone you know is exhibiting signs of depression or withdrawal, take time to connect. Ask, are you okay? Listen closely and without judgment. Share mental health resources. For All Seasons Behavioral Health and Rape Crisis Center is here for anyone struggling with a mental health challenge. Visit forallseasonsinc.org. That's forallseasonsinc.org. It's okay to ask for help. For All Seasons is here for you.
0: Time out with Shore Sports presented by the Preston Automotive Group. This segment sponsored by an optical galleria. They've got a sunglass line known as Hook Optics. An amazing fit for heads of all sizes and a variety of colored polarized lenses, glass and plastic. Stop by an optical gallery in the Mars Plaza in West Ocean City on West Water Street in downtown Centerville and in downtown Easton on Harrison Street to try out a new pair of hook sunglasses. Check them out online at eisenart.net or hookoptics.com. Big announcement right off the bat. Uh, coming up, the Bayside Championship Games, Boys and Girls Basketball Championship Games at the Wicomico Civic Center. Uh, will be held on Tuesday, February 20th. Girls game uh, tips off at 6 o'clock. Boys game will follow uh, and uh, hook optics back yet again for another year with our halftime shootout challenge of both the girls and boys games with the winner receiving a pair of Hook Optic sunglasses.
1: Wow. Nice. Yes. nice. I was at an optical gallery a couple of weeks ago getting my uh, six-month eye, or annual eye exam, that is. Yeah. So, I, uh, Bob I, was, again, I had
0: mine, too, okay. it, at the there beginning of uh, uh, December. There yeah.
1: you go. Okay. Yeah, and Bob had just gotten back from uh, a boat uh, fishing uh, excursion yes. uh, in Costa Rica, I think it was. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, the
0: world <laughs> traveler that Bob is. So. <laughs> but uh, oh, The it, folks it,
1: are great it, there with the, f- with the service. Field
0: yeah. testing his sunglasses.
1: No, oh, there you. Well, you got to do it. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. Well, I, I love mine. I, I, they they could not have been any better for the White Marlin Open, and those fish looked uh, a lot better than they did the year before without the glasses. <laughs> there, there you
0: go, for sure. So, uh, talking high school basketball, uh, real quick, uh, because I, I know football's is our you know, our premiere. But yeah, you have we, to fill we, me
1: in. I I, yeah. I know a little, but but not much. I, I've been kind of out of it in the basketball season. Well,
0: the, the 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 North and South Bayside titles for boys and girls up for grabs. I mean. There's no other way to put it. It's uh, it, it's a crazy, crazy season. So Cambridge-South Dorchester, um, on, on top of the boys' rankings right now. Okay. Um, but they did, uh, just last week, suffer a loss to Queen Anne's. So it was a season split. They earned a win over Easton, thanks to the forfeit that Easton gave up. Because Easton administration decided that they were not going to send the players and, their, uh, and allow their fans to go down to watch Easton play Cambridge, in Cambridge, for I, a Bayside basketball boys and girls games. Okay.
1: Yeah, you'll have to fill me in because right. I know some, I, I know uh, there have been postings about this. I mean, in fact, uh, yeah. Coach it, Coleman and, and David Dotson posted about yeah. so it So from the Cambridge.
0: Easton has said the games that are held in Easton that involve Cambridge... We'll be with no fans, okay? So Cambridge is coming to Easton to play the boys on the 15th of February, and they'll do so with no fans, okay? okay? Cambridge said, we're not going to hold a game without fans. There's no reason. We're safe. We'll protect. We have the games here, and we're going to have fans. And Easton said, no, uh-uh, we're not doing well,
1: that. So what, what, okay, what sparked this? Because I obviously the missed that. The
0: fight of the last game of the football season. Going all the way back to the football season, the last game with Cambridge and Easton, where they called the game early. Right.
1: Okay. Well, uh, Mark, we've talked about this, and these are the ramifications from this. Now, I think it's important, and, and I'm trying to remember in this specific instance with the football game, but many times when these things happen, some of the people involved they they're not even they're not students they they have no association to the school why should the the players get penalized for people that aren't even associated with the school uh that doesn't seem to make a, a you know a lot of sense
0: well, I mean, the, the it's. I mean, I guess they're.
1: I, well, I, I guess it's their way of saying, well, we can't segregate it. It doesn't matter, you know. But well, the thing. But, is, but you can actually, you know, if you're a parent of a student, for instance, or you're a student yourself that doesn't play sports and wants to be supportive, you should be at least be able to go. Well,
0: I, I think that the game should have been open. I mean, uh, Dorchester County Public Schools have the most secure entrances into the school system they, okay. they do no they do
1: they yeah. do I, i've lauded them for their uh, detection systems yeah. it's something that many other schools uh, need to have
0: yeah so hmm. th- you know and i understand that you know, there was an issue when they're at the game it was some students and some not students that were involved again we go back to that game we talked about okay this. so
1: in this case there were some stu- okay you know, yeah, i'm we, trying to remember yeah, this story we go story.
0: back we go back to the incident and you need to hold those people accountable and bar them from ever attending sure. a sporting event again.
1: And do they know who the specific people are? Yes. Well, then if they do, then,
0: yeah,
1: yeah uh, you're so, right.
0: So you bar them from ever attending another sporting event.
1: Yeah, you don't have to hurt the other.
0: Yeah. You know. So then you turn around and, yeah, it was it was a judgment call from the Easton administration that we're not going to let our kids go down there and play, so it's a forfeit. So that has now put Easton in a hole because Easton also has two losses. Mm-hmm. One is a forfeit, and the other one came to Queen Anne's. Well, Easton has beaten Queen Anne's. They split. So now you're at a point where Easton is going to be playing Cambridge-South Dorchester in front of no fans on the 15th of February. And where's that game going to be? Again? That's going to be at Easton. At e- okay, no, But no
1: fans, no, no Cambridge fans. But no-, no Cambridge fans or Easton fans. No fans at all. Why wouldn't they at least uh, they, allow because, their their own in?
0: Because you can't just allow okay. Eastern kids in. You okay, I see. Them. It has yeah. to be blank. Okay, yeah, it has okay. to be both. And and Cambridge elected not to do that. Okay, so they you know they picked up the win. They had nothing to lose. Mm. So Cambridge basically has a game lead. If Easton beats Cambridge, all all heck breaks loose. I don't know what happens. Okay, um, but uh, it, it's wide open.
1: Well, r- right, and yeah. Really. <laughs> so, uh, I, well, now I guess so. Easton, the, the administration felt as if the students, or excuse me, that the players the weren't going to be safe at Cambridge, yeah, because of what happened with football.
0: Yeah, yeah, they felt like it wasn't, it wasn't going to be a safe situation for their students or fans. And Cambridge said, we're not going to play with no fans. So I mean, is thanks.
1: this going to be like this going forward then? It, it's it's ridiculous. Are, are Look, other, is this the case with the other sports? Every
0: other school has gone to Cambridge and played and had no problems.
1: Are, are, but is this happening with the other sports? I is going this going to happen in, in baseball and I, I softball? Don't is it? I don't know. Um, I have not is, heard. Are, are we not, what about football games?
0: I have not heard. So we'll <laughs> have to see how it plays out.
1: Yeah. No, I, so. I will say in the in the macro... and and trying to I always try to at least put myself in the shoes of the decision makers a little bit on this. I will say in general, though, all of this nonsense doesn't help these student athletes who are putting in all this time and effort and energy to represent their school. And I know they're getting something out of it, too. But there's a lot that goes into it. And for them to not be able to play games with look, a, a high school career goes by just like that. And some will not play at the next level. To, to not allow them, or to, excuse me, to shorten the amount of games that they have in their career, to cut those, to also, though, have games where you're not playing in front of fans, which adds a lot of energy, as you know, to a game, especially if you're the home team, it, it just, it, this hurts them, ultimately, in a, in a big way. And, and I think everything should be done to make sure that that doesn't happen uh, until you have to take those extreme measures. Right. Um, you know, I understand the safety of the kids. It has to be something that is, is near the top, at the top. I, I get that. Um, it's just a shame that a few people have to ruin the, the rest of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: so we'll see yeah. how that plays out. I, I hope that. Well, let me ask you just quickly, and, and not to take and, the band aid off, but we know that there was some back and forth with Queen Anne's County and Wacomico County. How is that? I mean I haven't really heard much since it, how was that gone over this year after last year was contentious?
0: well it was, the year it, before. Was, it was it was Kent Island High School and Parkside High School right. last year in right basketball. but you had both um, yeah. um school systems though yeah. back yeah at, you know. I haven't haven't heard anything else about it so I mean had
1: they played each other at each other's uh
0: yeah I think they you know I, well, I thought know it was Ken, I thought it was Kent Island and, it was Kent Island and Parkside and Parkside yeah it was Kent Island and Parkside right. I, I'm not sure if they had to play this year or not. So, um, I mean, I haven't heard your,
1: anything, yeah. but okay.
0: No, good, good question. I'll have to look at that while we're talking. I
1: mean, I would think you'd know so, if there was an. You'd probably know no, there was no issue
0: because, they, like you said, you'd have already heard about it. It would have blown up, no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. So, haven't heard, uh, haven't heard of any issues for that. Uh, bringing up the Kent Island schedule right now. They played I'm sure they. I'm sure
1: they did play they, each other. They
0: played Y High. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's see here. Uh, let's bring up there. For some reason, the JV schedule came up. Let's bring up Varsity. Uh, they played Y High. Uh, they played Queen Anne's, of course. North Dorchester. They have not had to play... Uh, Anybody else down there in the South other than Y High? Okay. So uh, that was their one game that they had to play down there. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, it's. uh, So they didn't play Parkside? No, they have not had to play Parkside. So, um, uh, looking at the rest of those standings real quick Cambridge, Easton, and Queen Anne's County are your top three. Ken Island, Colonel, North Carolina, St. Michael's. They won five games this year. St. Michael's boys have won five games. Boo Rick's doing a great job. With those kids. Uh, then you have Kent County, North Dorchester. Down south, uh, Decatur with a one-game advantage over Snow Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay and Bennett really helped out Decatur with a, a win over Snow Hill last week.
1: Um, yeah, I saw that I did see. And,
0: that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, when you look at the schedule, Bayside schedule, Jay and Bennett's nine and three. Why High eight and six, not nearly as successful wow. as, as they have been in the past. Wow, Snow Hill ten and two, Decatur eleven and one, and we're coming up. We've got two weeks left here yeah. in the season. Six, I
1: mean, six losses for y High. That's like three seasons worth for <laughs> right. you know and a usual season for for Why High. You yeah. know, isn't it interesting though with basketball? And I know the numbers are vastly different, but you see Decatur and Snow Hill that. You know, here in football, you know, Decatur, um, you know, and they won the state championship, obviously, but and one's 2A, one's 1A. I get that. But Decatur, you know, won handily against Snow Hill and have over the last several years. Yet you go to basketball and Snow Hill won at home against Decatur and then uh, lost, I think, at a close one at Decatur. But the fact that it's just completely different. Yeah. You know, you go from football, but then basketball, it's like, oh, no, we're good. We can go, we can take care of business against the Seahawks. No, you're exactly (laughs) right. They split. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, uh, so it'll be interesting. We'll see how that plays out and who will be broadcasting. We're going to broadcast that game live on 94 3 Winks FM, both the boys and girls. Taking a look at the girls, uh, Queen Anne's County High unbeaten this year. They're 13 0, 11 0 in the North. Uh, Kent Island has one loss in the North. Uh, Cambridge, South Dorchester having a good year. Uh, right now, 7 and 4, North Carolina also 7 and 4, Easton 7 and 6 in the North. And then you've got uh, Colonel, Kent County, North Dorchester. Uh, as two wins, both over St. Michael's, my girls, um, we uh, we now have uh, we do have a victory. We picked up a win. Well, St. congratulations! I,
1: I mean that that given the context at St. Michael's, and I was talking to you before the podcast, you probably appreciated that win maybe more than any other win you've had in your coaching career. Again, because of the situation,
0: you know. Let me let me say something real quick about. It. I was I was in Dix, okay, uh, a couple weeks ago. And, Sporting uh, goods, yeah. Yeah, had, um, had an employee stop me and ask me, why would you go coach at St. Michael's? Mm-hmm. You know, you were out of coaching. You were done. Why would you go coach at St. Michael's? And he said, you know, he named off what I'd done. I won a North Bayside title at North Carolina. Um, I uh, picked up, you know, I was in four championship games, EZAC ch- championship games at St. At, at St. 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 Peter St. Peter Paul, won right. two of them. Right, right. Um, you know, so... 12 years of coaching high school girls basketball. He said, why would you take that team? I said, let me tell you something. Those girls that I have at St. Michael's Hmm. this year, they might not have the experience. They might not have the talent that some of these other teams that I coached have. But what they do have is heart. And they listen. They're improving. They get better every single day. And I would take this team over some of my last teams that I had at North Carolina because of their want to. Mm-hmm. It's trying to learn the how to. You know, they don't have girls that have played basketball all their life. They don't have girls that, yeah, I think we had five years of basketball experience combined with the whole team. Mm. That's that's young, Yeah, you know. Um, that We have some middle school girls coming up next year that have been playing in the middle school program. That's great. It's getting those girls to come out and play basketball as well. Right. I mean, honestly, you know, the, I have three seniors on that team, two of which are playing. One just got ACL surgery. Hmm. You know, all the other girls would have been playing JV because they're freshmen and sophomores. Mm-hmm. They'd have all been on JV. We didn't have a JV. Yeah, you know we need players on the varsity roster, so they're learning by fire. Yep, and I'm. Proud. But that's going to
1: benefit them in the future. Absolutely, though. Yeah. and I'm mm-hmm.
0: proud of the effort. They come back to practice every single day. Doesn't matter that you got your ass whooped seventy to three by Queen Anne's, or you know the, the gold And just last week, Kent County. Absolutely ridiculous, okay? Uh, Up 40-something to, I don't know, uh, 17, okay? And I put in players that didn't get to play much. 30 seconds later, they decided to put starters back in and go to a full-court press with under three minutes to go. Absurd. What are you learning? What are you working on there? Because Uh, you're working against players that don't handle the ball much?
1: Yeah, so that, that like, doesn't that doesn't benefit. What, they because, put the starters back because in? because
0: you wanted to go from forty one to get to fifty because the last time you beat us forty nine nine and you weren't as successful this time. Yeah, they've done some great things at Kent County with that you know with that team mm-hmm. and and really building it. But that is Bush League in the way you want to finish that because what are you trying to demoralize my girls? Because you're probably going to see them in the playoffs. You know what? It, yeah, it's, it's like yeah, you know, it's it's bullshit, is what it is. To be honest well, with you. Yeah. Well, and,
1: and it's it's one thing if you've got backups, players, and and players that don't play much that they're employing that yes. against your girls. That's one thing because they're not out there. They're not. They need to get that experience if they should get into the game or if they're you know just uh, you know bench guys seventh or eighth uh, or girls off the bench. You're right. Putting starters back in uh, against. With all due respect, you know, in an inferior situation there, that doesn't make your starters any better and you're just risking injury at that and, point.
0: Exactly. And yeah. padding stat books. Yeah,
1: and padding you know? Yeah. So, I mean I fine. wasn't there, but if that you know, that's that's unfortunate to hear. That that's not you know in, in the As coaching. a
0: coach, you know, and and I've I've been on the losing side of some ass whoopings over the years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um and because I always haven't always had I haven't always been able to Coach up my girls and do a good job making them better players. But I have the utmost respect for Dave Plumer at Kent Island High School. This is a guy that you know he's gotten bad raps over the years. Um, you know, in, in opponents playing a lesser opponent or whatever, people thinking he ran it up on on whatever. And he, he I can tell you, with me personally here this year, he didn't. He was very kind. And he, he made sure he worked on things he needed to work on. They did what they – they played their defense. He didn't press because he knew he didn't have to. Mm. you know. And everybody on his team played. And once they got a comfortable lead, he took the foot off the gas. And mm. they started working on things to become better. And that will help them when they get to the playoffs. So, uh, you know, I didn't ask any coach not to do something because – you got to work on your team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to play the game. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, and- I,
1: look, I'm, I subscribe to it's, it's coming with a caveat. I subscribe to, hey, it's not my job to stop me at your job. However, exactly. you get to a point in a game where it's not beneficial for your starters to be out there any further and you've accomplished what you've needed to. There's no point in having them out there when you can get your backup players quality time in doing those things. Now, your backups come in they 're throwing the football in a, in a in a football game or they 're pressing in a basketball game that 's fine because they don't start or some of those may not play barely at all okay that's that's a different story, but yeah, there comes to a point though where it 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 goes beyond well it 's your job to stop me it's yeah but it 's not benefit you 're not benefiting your starters by keep having them out there and having them press or or do
0: things against a fear of competition yeah you know? absolutely so you know and, and again. Love my girls to death. They're working hard and they're getting better. Um, And uh, if you're looking to, if you want to come cheer us on, we're going to be playing Mardella Saturday and at Chesapeake College and the Peak Challenge. It's a day full of basketball. First games at eleven o'clock. We're in it at 11 o'clock against Mardella, and then it'll be St. Michael's and Mardella boys, and I mean, it just runs all, I think the last game tips off at 8.30 Saturday night, just 10 bucks all day, uh, $5 student ticket for an all-day pass, JV games are in the uh, small gym.
1: Now, I have to ask you this question, I know you really wanted to get back at a coaching girls basketball, you love coaching girls basketball, so when the opportunity presented itself, I think... It, at least it seems like. Obviously, regardless of the situation, you you took you you took the Saint Michael's job, right? <laughs> I mean, did you have? I mean, was there a possibility you would have said no to that, or are you possibly. on board? Possibly, uh, okay.
0: Yeah, possibly. Um, you know, I stepped away at the end of the 2019 twenty nineteen twenty twenty season, mm-hmm. um, and uh, really missed it. Didn't notice I missed it until I went the first year out of COVID. Um, I, with the website. Uh, I went, you went to I, Cat I Island, I went right? To Ken Island yeah, I remember you and, telling me that, yeah. And I got the bug. Yeah. And because yeah. Dave Plumer was teaching fundamentals. And I was like, man, I miss that. And so I sat out, what, two years, I guess it was. And, yeah. you know, I, I told Carisha Hoffman, I told all the athletic directors, if you know of any openings, let me know. I'd be possibly interested. And uh, Chris Hoffman came to me. She's the county athletic director for Talbot County. Oh. And says, hey, I I need a basketball coach. And I said, Easton? And she says, (laughs) no, St. Michael's. I said, well, they have a coach. She goes, she had to step down. I said, oh, hmm. So I thought about it and went down and met the girls. And I said, you know what? What the hell? I'll take it. It's a challenge.
1: Well, and that is my follow-up question to you, though, is from a patient standpoint, because I know me, and and look, I give you all the credit in the world because we need coaches like that to be able to take on those challenges and have the patience, just like working with younger kids. I know me, I couldn't do the rec leagues. And I don't think I could do the St. Michael situation. I know that I need to have a certain level that um, I could do. I just would be bad. Pa- how do you have the patience to do it, though, given the fact that this is completely different from anything you've done before? How, how are you doing that?
0: You know, it's funny you say that because, you know, one thing that I, w- I went down and met with the girls, and we started the first practice, and I had high expectations – Thinking that okay, well we've got you know we got three or four girls that played last year. They've they've been there. You know we have some you know so then we have a couple of seniors that have played. We've been there. And then I started watching them play, and they didn't play the way that I like them to play. Mm -hmm. So they had to learn to play the way I want them to play, and and I have my expectations. I changed my expectations, you know, in the sense of what I expected. And instead of setting season goals, this is where we want to be. This is how many games we want to win. Coaching has always been more than just about wins and losses. At the varsity level, you're expected to win. At some schools, they don't care if you win or lose. And St. Michael's wants to win. It's hard to recruit and build programs if you're losing every damn game. Mm -hmm. It really is. So my goal was, you know what? Let's build a program. I've already told them I'm coming back next year. Let's build a program. So instead of worrying about this year, let's build and get better every single day and get these girls to buy in and enjoy the experience. Mm -hmm. It's hard to come back after getting your ass kicked every single day. Mm -hmm. But these girls have done it. And watching them win that game, I had to coach harder in that game than I think I ever have. Mm -hmm. And I told them before the game, I said, listen, you got two winless teams here. One of us has got to win. You're going to see a different me today when we play this game. Because I expect us to win. Mm. I expect us to win. And if we don't win, I'm going to be disappointed. It's going to be a great game. Could be a one-point game. Could end in a tie, and we'd have to go to overtime. That's the type of teams that we are. But we're both young, and we're both building. I said, so I'm going to be pretty hot, and I'm going to be animated on the sidelines, and I had to coach my ass off that game, mm-hmm. saving my timeouts to the you know for the last you know minute, yeah. mm-hmm. um, th- they just they've never seen that before. Yeah. and it finally gave us a chance you know,
1: this was like your one game actually. Chris
0: Chrisfield yeah. went down the court yeah. and they scored, and they took the lead. It was 45, 44, and you could see all of my girls' heads go down. Chrisfield called a timeout. Brought the girls over. So why y'all so upset? Said, I'm sorry, coach. I said no, 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 no. I said we got 44 seconds left. Right, in there's game. plenty of time. Yes, I said it's basketball. Yeah. You're getting ready to go down and score. This is how we're going to score. Yeah. Drew it up. Yeah. And I said, and then you're going to see me go crazy and take a timeout because I got three timeouts left. And they went down and. They didn't run it the way I drew it up. Of course, they never do. You know. <laughs> yeah. They're young. They, it looks they, good yeah. on paper. Yeah. yeah. So, was, But they scored Yeah. just as I told them they would. And uh, so I jumped out on the floor, timeout and all that, brought them back over, settled them down. And the next twenty minutes, it was twenty seconds on the clock from the last twenty minutes. Is yeah. what it felt like. Yeah, sure, sure you know, it did. A couple sure it did. more timeouts, yeah. and yeah. you know, finally, the oh, game, that becomes a five minutes, six the, minutes. The, the, ten, the yeah. game ended, and th- they were elated, and they needed that, you know. And it was so good. I didn't win that game; those girls won that game, mm-hmm. you know, and. W- Every game we've lost, I've lost those games. They didn't lose them. But the win, that's them. And, you know, because they played their asses off. And they gave everything they had. Could we have been better? Absolutely. But you know what? We were good enough to win that day. And it sucked because nobody should have lost that game. Because Field played their ass off, too. Mm -hmm. And it was fun to see two teams that struggled to score 20-some points all year long score 46-45. How about I don't know. that? I don't uh-huh. know if it's because we had an offensive you know, explosion, yeah. or our defensive sucked, but well, whatever the case well, may Well, and be. Mark,
1: you're missing a big thing is the psychological aspect. You just talked about, this is the one game I expect us to win. Like, you've got this long range plan for the program, and I'm not worried about wins and losses. I'm worried about getting better. But this is the one game that you did. You talked about that because the other team was a winless team, and you had your best chance to win a game all year against Crisfield. You don't think Crisfield was and thinking the same thing so some of that had to be psychological that the players played with confidence and maybe even above themselves a little bit because of that and you know it it you know the co- I used to kind of put that down a little bit about confidence and all that. There is a lot to be said for it. Now you know, not cocky, but confident what you can do, or not arrogant, but but confident what you can do. And I think that had to play into it because the numbers speak for themselves. There.
0: Well, you know the the girls and I tell the girls all the time. You know, I've gotten into. Ted Lasso. Heather's got me watching Ted Lasso. All right. and
1: just, <laughs> I, I, I barely, wa- oh I haven't gotten into Be it. Goldfish, but I know it's okay? very uh, The, the goldfish
0: has the shortest memory. Be a goldfish. Yeah, and that's why I tell my girls all the time. Be a goldfish. You screw up, don't worry about it.
1: That's like a cornerback. And,
0: yeah. and you you got to believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, your teammates and your coaches aren't going to believe in yourself, in, in you, yeah. if you don't believe in yourself. And that's a message that I give them all the time. Um, you know, sports correlate, you know, relate to life. It really does. And everything we do, it relates to life. So, and, you know, I, I'm proud of the girls. They come back every single day. We've got two weeks left, five games left, including tomorrow. Um, you know, so it's, you know, we, we've got some winnable games. Mm-hmm. You know, it depends on how well they play, how much they believe. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it plays out. You know, we got we have Easton at home, we have Gunston at home. Then we we're at Chesapeake College against Mardella, hmm. a team that beat us the first game of the year, twenty eight sixteen. Okay, and you know I've got my players are much better now, mm-hmm. as I would expect they are too. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And then we close out with Monday and Tuesday, home and homes with uh, Cambridge South Dorchester. Mm-hmm. So
1: I'll leave it at this point in, in talking about you looking to the future, but just worrying about getting better every day. And I, I think I brought this up at a prior podcast, but I mentioned, you know, Mike Loxley, the head coach of the Maryland Terrapins, talking about, you know, the process and the culture and that. When he was at Alabama, that's where he learned all that. And it wasn't about the opponent that week. It wasn't about the wins, the championships, in the sense that you go in each day and you go about your business in the best way that you can. And when you get to a point where you've got a culture, you've got players coming in, they're, they're working the hardest they can. They know there's a standard. They're doing everything that they should be supposed to be doing. And you've got that rolling uh, within a program, whether it be during the season or the off season. that the wins, the championships, they'll come. And I don't know why it took me time to, to kind of for that to hit me, that, well, wait a minute, how is it that you're not really looking at this specific game or uh, you know, the, the games coming up or or championships or so on and so forth? Sure, th- those are the goals, but what you have to worry about on a day-in-day basis is just yourself and and as a collective group, as a team, in getting better, doing the things that you need to do, learning both mentally and physically, getting better, those kind of things, and the wins they'll you know, they'll come. And, uh, you know, that's that's the thing that you see in, you know, talking with Coach Coleman prior to this past season. You know, he said, we got some people talking about, you know, getting back to the championship. He's like, we can't be thinking about that. Yeah. We don't think about any of that. It's we've got to go each day and attack it the way we need to and accomplish what we need to and – those things will you know they'll they'll play itself out and you'll probably win a whole lot more games. now look we all know you need talent there's no doubt but you know but a lot of people you can have talent not win though that can happen too you know so uh anyway it it, but it just it more sunk in on me more than anything in the last year or so about that yeah you know because to me it's no it's about your opponent this week and yeah you're you're looking at this that and the other and it's uh yeah, it's a different mentality, but you're right.
0: We got distracted a little bit and off the circuit there. South Bayside, why uh, high?
1: No, girls is, basketball we're talking.
0: Undefeated huh? uh, in uh, their basketball season right now. Um, Parkside is second. Uh, they've got two losses in conference. Um, I know one of those is to why high, and it could be uh, both of those could be to why high. I'll have to look and, uh, and see uh, real quick as I look at their uh, their schedule as the way it has played out but why High having a heck of a year and uh, yes yeah, so they lost one they lost two um it doesn't show what the uh i see the one so yeah they uh, i would imagine both losses um are to why High. it looks like so uh gonna be an interesting uh end of the year as they continue to roll through but uh, we'll be keeping an eye on it and know that we've got the broadcast for you live from the uh um uh Wicomico Civic Center on the twentieth on ninety four three Winks FM and online at uh, ForeverMidShore.com. Forevermidshore
1: dot com. I was just going through um and of course i'm bringing it back to football again i was just going through trying to recap some of the stuff that we talked about I, i'm not going to get into each individual one but i know a lot of the um high school football uh pages on facebook that they have put out the colleges that have come mm-hmm. to visit uh and uh, you know look at the players and that's uh it, it's great when you're seeing more and more uh and, and bigger names as well yeah. uh that are doing that that's fantastic um uh, i what I'll do before the next podcast mark is I'll write down uh the uh players that have committed because I know that Queen Anne's had another player go to Frostburg I know Decatur has a player going to Army so we'll get uh, we'll get all there that you. so well, or yeah, God offers one of the give two. us a couple
0: of weeks we'll be back uh, yeah. congratulations morgan riser from north carolina high school uh volleyball player there she just signed her letter of intent over the weekend to play and extend her education at uh, penn state brandywine Okay. So uh, congratulations to her on
1: that. Well, Mark, you might be able to help me out here. I know that uh, because I was just talking about this on the fan the other day, we had the early signing period in December on the 22nd, I believe it was the uh, official signing day is February 7th, which is Wednesday. So a day after this podcast comes out. Mm -hmm. But I think that's for all sports. I I mean, we we tend to focus on football because that gets the most attention uh, with high school to college, college to high school type uh, relationship there. Um, But February 7th is actually the official, official day, although many athletes these days are now – Using the early signing period to do that, and I was, and I did cover at overtime live, uh, Bryson Coleman signing day at, at Decatur. Right. That was my first day of Christmas vacation, so I got up, I drove down, and it was it was a special experience there, and and to have all the family there, and students, and administrators, and it was just great uh, coming just together. Just like they to did with
0: that. Luke, Luke Murgat,
1: just right with Luke yeah. Murgat as well. But it's uh, really a special time to see parents um, go from fans. And in, in Coach's case, a coach to just a father right. and being there and to see the other family members. But it's, it was a great celebration of uh, a career and, and one of the best of all time yeah. in Bayside, uh, Bayside Conference history and has a quarterback. And uh, Vanderbilt uh, with the – I mean, everything's changed. I mean, Alabama now's is a new head coach. You, know, you, just yeah. don't know, you just don't know. With everything that's happening – uh, college football's in a whirlwind but uh you know certainly wish nothing but the best to all the bayside players that are going to the next level uh but i did cover that uh early signing day at decatur with with uh bryson and then there was a get together later that night and uh it was just really enjoyable and i enjoyed those i want to be able to get to more of those around the bayside with these schools right you right. know and i really am hoping in the years to come that there'll be more there'll be more of that
0: Let's hope. Thanks again for tuning in. We will be back. Uh, in a Like I said, give us a couple of weeks. We'll see if we can't catch a uh, – I'm ready to a, go a, as soon yeah, as you need a, me, Mark. See if we can't so. get a uh, athletic director scheduled and, uh, and coach out yeah. uh, as well and try and uh, get back into the swing of things.
1: Yeah, I'm not aware of any other coaches that uh, have stepped down. I mean, we mm-hmm. two years ago, we did not – or last year, we did not expect all the changes in the yeah. off seasons that took place, Mark, but they did – we didn't see this one coming, so could there be another coming? It's still early enough in the year? Yeah, you never know. I'm not expecting it, but but you never know about that. But my hope, Mark, and you and I are going to be talking about this, is to do some additional podcasts outside of what we right. do, whether it's me and Coach Ferragamo or I'd like to interview coaches around the Bayside in more detail and about maybe some other things that we don't get to. But also, I want to interview coaches around the state of Maryland yeah. and programs that many of the Bayside teams see in the playoffs. You know, the Towns, the Oakdales of the world, I want to try to do that. So that's one of my goals here in this offseason.
0: There you go, Mike Bradley, Mark Potter. Thanks for listening, and thanks again. We'll catch us back up in two weeks right here with Time Out with Shore Sports presented by the Preston Automotive Group.